Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Hello everyone, there's no other country to reference this time, so I'm just going to say hello. I'm Liam S. Smith, one of your co-hosts. And I'm Nick Ballantyne, the other one of the co-hosts. What's new, Nick? Uh, well, I watched JoJo's. Yeah, today we watched episode 15 of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, part 3, Stardust Crusaders, entitled Justice, part 2. Starring the Skull King. Yeah, <laughs> the Skeleton Lord. <laughs> The undead lich who comes down every now and then. Who's also a ghost made of fog. He is a ghost made of fog, isn't it? It covers chapters 157 through 160 of the manga. Interesting episode. Yeah. Bit more action-packed than last time. Kind of. Yes, just a touch. Still a bunch of dumb lies, though. And a bathroom. True. Possibly the filthiest bathroom we've seen so far. By far. I mean, considering that it's in the middle of a... It doesn't have a pig to keep it clean, that's for sure. Exactly. It has no pig to keep it clean. It's in the middle of a... Town. If you recall, despite the peak, that other one sparkled. Did it? Yeah, he went in and it, like a sheen of light gl- gleamed across it. You know, when things do when they're really <laughs> yeah, clean yeah, in yeah. cartoons. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, well I mean, you know, when you have a pig to clean things... Not it's diligent. Me. It is diligent. They're hard workers. And We've all seen Animal Farm. <laughs> that's what that's about, right? It's about the hard-working animals. Specifically the pigs. Specifically the pigs. <laughs> Napoleon was the hardest worker of them all, and that's why he became their leader. <laughs> Jesus. Nick, I want to share with you some words of wisdom from uh, author of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Hirohiko Araki. Oh. This is from Volume 3. Okay. I'm often asked by my friends, if your house was on fire, what would you take? Let me see. Time passes. Nothing. I wouldn't take a thing. Not my treasures, luxury goods, my Kaseki autograph, or even regrets. None of them. That's pretty sad. Well, I thought about it and searched for something desperately. There is one thing. What is it? You'll have to wait till volume four to find out. Oh, for fuck's sake. What? <laughs> Come on, man. You can't just leave me on this cliffhanger. I feel like we've passed through the very brief patch of very sincere ones that we got with the first two <laughs> volumes and now they're probably all going to be weird like this from here on out. And now he's just like, you know what? I've made it. I've made the big time. I'm in a manga magazine. Yeah. Weekly Shonen Jump. He just cracks his knuckles. He's like, you know what, buddies? I can say Let's whatever the hell get I want. weird. <laughs> it's like, so what would you do if you were confronted by a madman? I'd say hello, first off. So, would you like to be in my manga? <laughs> And then if he said yes, he'd be in my manga. And I would draw him, and we would be best friends. It's like, but what if he said no? He wouldn't say no, because he'd be in my manga. And I control everyone in my manga. That is the power of my stand. Paperback writer. <laughs> Paperback writer? Yeah. Like the wow. Beatles song. I don't know any Beatles songs. Oh, Nick. Classic Nick. There's no cold open this week. We just get straight on into the OP. Yeah, I, I was quite surprised. I oh. thought we'd get like a nice little recap. I feel like this is one that opens quite strongly when it, it just starts the episode, though. It does. It, it, you got that guitar riff and the various JoJo's. Strong Dio presence. Yeah, he sort of looms over everything. There's that bit where it goes into red and goes up his bod. <laughs> and then we see his eye and he's yeah. all like, yeah. Ooh. I'm special. I am a vampire. A vampire? Yeah. Ah. From darkest Russia. Sure. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah. One of them Dracula countries. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> it's like, so are you uh, an vampire, comrade? We? <laughs> do you know nothing about Russia? Or do you? Honestly, I don't really know much about Russia at all. Ah, yeah, those Cossacks. Uh, those, those history, Cossacks. turbulent history in the modern world after the uprisings led by Lenin. Yep. was later overthrown by Star... Ooh. Whose legacy was later overthrown by Stalin. Yep, yep. Uh, then 
There's some communist stuff. The World stuff. War II happened. The World War II. Stalin yeah. died of a heart attack or a stroke or something and lack of people getting him medical attention because they all hated him. I'm willing to believe that, uh, sure. He had an ice pick put in Trotsky's brain. I'm sorry? To kill him. Oh, right, of course, yeah. I was just thinking, like, surgically and then put it there. when he assassinated people and took them out of his regime, he would retroactively remove them from as much history as he could. He sounds like a top guy. Uh, then... Either that or a very good JoJo. Gorbachev player. or something after that? Gorbachev? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Soviet, all I know is... Then it was Soviet Union tensions, Cold War. Hmm. Yeah, that's basically all Russia. Learned a lot about Russia from that song. That's the complete history of the Soviet Union to the tune of Tetris. Oh, man. Now, there also high song. school history class. And yet they completely left out everything about vampires. Hmm, yeah. Unbelievable. Ooh. So Polnareff is looking for old lady Anya. She's hiding behind a door. Yep. Whole horse's corpse, question mark, <laughs> is strewn across the floor. Just lying there. I think she at some point says, uh, I will kill you now, Polnareff, but I can't let you come in here. Yeah. Because whole horse is there. You get suspicious if you see this dead body. Now see, if I saw a dead body, I'd get suspicious. The Polnareff is kind of dumb. Yes. So he's he's wandering through the lobby and loudly monologuing like, hmm, she's not behind the desk. Maybe she's over here. Nope, like, can't find her here. It's like literally, she's not under the counter. Hmm, this is strange. Yeah, where could she be? Maybe she's over in this room over here. I will approach it. Just put one foot in front of the other. First my left, now my right. I'm about five metres away. Oh my god, he's getting closer. <laughs> she talks about how she wants to rip out his insides. Uh, you know, as you do. With the fantastic uh, close-ups that yeah. we get of her face throughout this entire episode. Everything sort of goes like purpley and bluey. And it's just her sweating profusely. Yeah. She wants to pick them all off one by one, essentially. Yeah. Standard stand user tactic. She knows that she can't beat all of them at once because they're geniuses. Yeah, sure. Jojo's favourite colour is transparent. So he can see right through you. (laughs) So as she hears him coming, she's like, he approaches the door and is like, are you in here? And she runs on over to the the chair and pretends to fall over. Oh no! Old Lady Enya! If you fall over at that age, you might do yourself a mischief. Oh, you even burned your left hand. You're so careless. And then cut to internal monologue. Get out! (laughs) You filthy little man. So she keeps talking, talking about how she's fine, and she snakes a bit of fog between his legs, and that goes over towards the other side of the room, that whole horse is just laying out on the open floor. And we slowly see him being dragged by his wrist under this chaise lounge that's <laughs> on the other side of the lobby. And she's like, ah yes, the fog will hide him away. The underneath, perfect cry. Underneath this sofa. We just, we laughed a little bit, mm. because it's just... This guy dragging his own body slowly underneath a very large couch. Yeah. Essentially. And because of the camera angle, you don't see his body coming out the other side of the couch or anything. It's just yeah. like it goes under and is consumed. <laughs> it's just gone. Yeah. It's just gone. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> Polnareff starts sort of doting on her because he sees an old lady who's hurt herself. Aww. He's like, oh, uh, here's your staff. Are you okay? Do you mean to get you anything? And she's like, get out of here. I want to kill you. As all old ladies are. Could be dangerous for you to live here by yourself, you know. Don't you have any family? A son, perhaps? Dun dun! <laughs> and she basically just goes, grrr. Oh, you've done it now, Polnareff. Oh. 
Oh, no, I just mean I'm, I'm used to living here by myself. But if your son had a wife, you could have grandkids. And they could make a lot of noise running around the lobby, but ultimately be worth it, because family's great. I will murder you <laughs> so hard. She turns her back away to let her rage-filled face do its thing. Consume the camera. <laughs> and then she spe- she says, oh, no, he passed away. And he's like, oh, I'm being so so rude. How thoughtless of me. Internal monologue, you're the one who killed him. <laughs> like, the whole time this is happening... It's just constantly cut by her face. Yeah. Just sweating more and more. Contorting in rage. <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> and he's just clueless. He has no idea what he's done. He's like, oh. He sits her down in a little chair and starts giving her a shoulder rub. Oh, well, you know, I had a mother once, but yeah, she Yeah, I lost away. her when I was quite young. Also, my sister. You wouldn't know anything about that, though, of course. Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> You're just an innocent old lady. Yeah, the most innocent old lady. <laughs> so innocent indeed. <laughs> so now, yeah. we, maybe that's part of the reason Polnareff was so torn up over the death of his sister. I mean, obviously, that's something that would upset you anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, if he lost his mother... At, At a young, young age, age, they must have been yeah. very close. I mean, I imagine it's probably a, quite a tight-knit family. Mm, yeah. Orphan? Question mark? Well, what about his dad? No mention of him. Ooh. Questions arise. So he's giving her a shoulder rub and is like, Tonight, just think of me as your son. I'll do anything you need me to do. Ooh. I could kill you right now if I could stab you. Wow, you're really tense. <laughs> Of course I'm tense. At this point, Whole Horse, who is not dead, crawls out from under the couch. And I love this image just of him basically like making a silent scream the whole time with his face and he's just reaching out his arm. And Polnareff looks over and is like, hey, what's that? Yeah, he's literally. Like, uh, 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 his face is like, Polnareff! He's reaching. Like, what is that sound? Whole Horse spends the rest of this episode crawling around, yeah. despite the fact that... His legs are fine. He's got a hole in his wrist and he lightly shot himself in the head. (laughs) But his legs are fine. I mean, he didn't even shoot himself in the head, No, because we learn when Enya sees him in a moment that she deduces that he must have unsummoned his stand the moment that he shot himself in the head, so it didn't... Yep, which explains all the blood that came out of his head. (laughs) It was a superficial wound, but not a lethal one. Mm Okay, alright. Eventually, Polymorph is like, hey... That face. Wait a minute, that face. I recognise that face. Searching my mental Rolodex. Let's see, are you the imposter Captain Tennille? <laughs> no. Are you Yellow Temperance? You, you're, getting, you're getting close to Polnareff. Come on, you're a smart man. Are you Ebony Devil? Oh my god, Polnareff. Did I beat you up in a hotel room? Polnareff, man. Come on. Come on, you know me. We're, we're buddies, you and I. Oh, it's Whole Horse. Help me! <laughs> Enya leaps over the chair she's sitting in with her her terrifying scissors in hand. Which, as we learn soon, are sharp enough to cut into just, like, the floor. The stone floor. Which is terrifying. And he's like, yes, it is I, Enya, the mother of Jay Guile, whom you killed. Nice of her to clear that up. Yeah, good succinct uh, summary of who you are. Now everyone knows who everyone else is in this room. Excellent. Now the healing can begin. (laughs) The first step is revealing oneself. Oh. Mm. As a murderer, of course. Right. Yep. So this is like a sort of accusation parlour in, in a way. Yeah, it's kind of like... The uh, confession zone. Yeah, it's mysterious murders, like Alcoholics Anonymous. Well, obviously Enya wants to kill the whole horse, uh, Polnareff, and mm-hmm. Polnareff killed... Centerfold. Yep. 
So they're just going to sit down and sort of hash it out. Whole Horse is there as a sort of neutral party to be a mediator. And I think we can really reach some sort of satisfying compromise for both of them here. I mean, he's not really, like, impartial one way or the other. It's like a couple's counsellor, kind of. Yeah. Think of it as though we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, we're all here because of Dio. Yeah, we all have a vested interest in whether or not Dio continues to exist. Now, whether or not he exists dead... Or alive might be a bit of or contention. Or undead. Or undead, yes. That's a contentious issue. Mm. But, you know, for the most part, we all care about Dio. Yes. And murdering people. <laughs> God, how we love to murder people. She starts slashing wildly at... The um, P-Dog. Yep, sure. <laughs> Either she or Whole Horse exclaims that if he gets a single cut on him, the fog will fill up the wound, blah, 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 blah. Yep. And he summons Chariot and they have a, a brief weird little sword fight where she's slashing with his scissors and he's parrying with his stand. It's the ultimate rock-paper-scissors fight, except instead of rock or paper, it's a fencing match. <laughs> yes, sure, okay. And also there's frequent ties. There are frequent, frequent ties. She backs him up against the door and he's like, I need to get out of here and contact everyone. And she's like, you can't do that because look behind you, the doorway is full of zombies. Oh. Hecker Zambos. And fog. Yeah. We see the restaurant owner from last time, <gasps> the woman with the acne, that, <gasps> that one dog. <gasps> the flat-faced one. The baby. But the baby may have been dead. Yep, that's <gasps> what that means. Oh my god, they're all zombas. And, <laughs> they're all zubaz. <laughs> they're all zubats. <laughs> the greatest Pokemon encounter of all time. Justice! No one can have more than one stand, but Justice is a fog stand that can control corpses. Hundreds, even thousands. My god. So it's kind of a sort of... We're in a sort of Night of the Living Dead style situation here. Yeah, where it's just a whole bunch of zombies in a hotel. Sure. Sure. In a place of commercial value. Yep. You can't get out, but you can't get in. And also, similarly to zombies, if you take a wound, instead of of just being a bite, any wound in this case, you fall to the control of the Horde. The Skull King Lord. Yeah, the, the Skeleton Lord. Lord of the Undead. Hallowed be thy name. Yeah. Praised be to him, Skeleton King. <laughs> Have you seen that? I think it was a Buttersafe comic. The concept is like trapped on a floating island forever with Skeleton Harvester. <laughs> so there's there's like, there's the guy, let's call them Dirk, Jenny and Skeleton Harvester. Okay. And it's all their internal monologues. And it's like, um, man, I really like Jenny. I, I want to confess to her, but I think she likes Skeleton Harvester. And he's, he's always been there for me. And I don't want to step on his toes because he... He might harvest my skeleton. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so what should I do? Cut to Jenny's internal monologue. Man, I think Dirk likes me, but I'm kind of more into Skeleton Harvester. He just makes me feel safe, you know? Cut to Skeleton Harvester's internal monologue. Skeleton, 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 <laughs> skeleton, skeletons. Oh, that is fantastic. Anyway, yeah, there's that. So that's probably what's Liam going recounts on. a re- webcomic he read once. <laughs> this is high quality content, everyone. High yep. quality. This is where all your hard-earned Patreon dollars go. <laughs> Polnareff is like, aren't you taking this unjustified grudge a bit far? <laughs> now, I mean, I mean, she's not a good person, but but you can't say it's not a justified grudge. It's a little justified. Unjustified is a bit far. There's precedent for her having a judge a grudge. One could say that she herself is allowed to grudge against the P dog because I gotta stop calling him the P dog, don't I? I'm just confused where you're going with this. Well. She can have the grudge against the P-Dog, because the P-Dog... Polnareff. Polnareff, as it were, uh, did in fact murder her son. Jay Guile. Now, one would say that that is 
a good standard for having a grudge against someone. Yeah, that establishes motive. Yeah, that's kind of like the lowest level of grudge having. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> the zombies have these weird sharp tongues. Oh, they're kind of like, uh, they're like stabby things. Like proboscis. What's a proboscis? Like a proboscis? What's a proboscis? Like the thing that a mosquito bites you with. Oh, is that what they're called? I'm surprised you didn't know this, actually. I thought they were just like stems. Alright. Proboscis. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're like needle tongues. Sure, yeah. They're like sharp on the end and they just stab out. They're like drills. Yeah, they're like drills without <laughs> the drill bits. I don't know why they're so sharp. Maybe it's rigor mortis. <laughs> Everything goes hard when you're dead. Yep. Especially the soul. He runs away because he doesn't want to get a single wound on him and there's a lot of Zambos. Mm-hmm. Whole horse still under the couch is like, wait, don't leave me. And Ponder is like, fuck you, man. You killed Avdol. I hope you stay here and die. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I suppose that's a good point. Fair point. Yeah, you know, yeah. credit where it's due. I did kill Avdol. However, consider this. Don't let me die. Nah. Oh. I thought you were going to say, or oh, consider this. Did I? <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I have many conspiracy theories about Abdul being alive. Well, specifically of one. The fact that he's still alive. Yeah. And I know it to be true, deep down in my heart. So Polnareff is running, and Enya starts chasing him. And she's fast. She is a lot faster than Polnareff is. It's very fast for an old lady. Yeah. B- brittle bones. <laughs> Brittle bones run fast. Old lady brittle bones, servant of the skeleton king. There's a good correlation here between age and speed. Sure. Skeleton king, he moves like the fog. And he's really old. She throws the scissors and Polnareff managed to get into a side door quickly and shut it behind him and the scissors impale into the door. Oh, he's in the back room. Yep, he barricades it with a chair and he looks around and he's like, oh no, this is just some sort of weird side hallway that leads to the basement. No, this and is the worst. the windows are barred, so he can't get out that way. How is he going to get word to the other guys? He needs their help. Hmm. Well. And the dudes are pounding on the door, and the chair is splintering. Better go hide in this other side room. So he shuts the door behind him, and lo and behold, he's stuck in another room. What kind of room? Unfortunately for Polnareff, it's a bathroom. Not a clean bathroom. Not at all. It's filthy. It is truly awful. No sheen, no shine. No pig. No pig. No diligent eating of shit. It's got one of those floor toilets that I think are more common in the Eastern world. Yeah. Uh, and you can see the foot uh, placement thingies. Yeah. Which is, you know, unnerving. All right. <laughs> it's just a bit of a dirty place. Yeah. I really like this, how claustrophobic this whole sequence is, mm. where he sees their shadows milling about in the hallway beneath in the light beneath the door. And we see like tiny cracks of light from the keyhole and the door. On his face, and he's pressing it up against it, like, oh, this is bad, this is bad. Constantly monologuing about, like, okay. Yeah. They're walking by, they're coming closer, and then they just stop. Yeah, they just apparently go away, the shadows recede. He was getting himself hyped up, he was like, um, the second you walk in, Chariot will chop up four of you in a single breath. I mean, that's pretty hype. Yeah, he's fast, you gotta give him that. But then they just don't come Yeah, nothing happens. It's quiet. Huh. Too quiet. Literally too quiet. So he looks through the doorknob, as you would do. The doorknob? The, the, the uh, keyhole. He had a 50-50 chance. <laughs> so he looks through the Kingdom Hearts keyhole. I don't know much about Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. I've got... Um, so there are these anime. <laughs> there are these anime that exist in a place of kingdoms. And there's Disney characters. Yes. So it's basically Final Fantasy and Disney. And people have keys Maybe. that are swords? Uh, so there's this thing called the Keyblade yep. that can unlock gates to other worlds, basically, and shut off worlds from these things called the Heartless, who are just the bad guys. 
Okay. But basically every single cutscene ever is uh, you, Sora, who's just like this made up dude, uh, Donald and Goofy, just being all like, so where are we going next? I don't know. Maybe we should follow this Disney character. Hey guys, it's me, Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I reckon he's... I'm playing through it with... um. A friend of mine. I reckon he's going to show up at some point. I think he is in one of them, at least. Oh, he has to be. He has to be, because it's a Disney film. Jack Sparrow seems perfect for a game about Final Fantasy characters and Disney characters. Are there Final about. Fantasy characters in it, too? Oh, my, yes. Okay. Like, actual, actually, extant ones? Yeah, they got, like, Aerith, uh, Leon from Final Fantasy VIII. Okay, so from um, different Final Fantasies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Var- various Finals Fantasy. Yes. Finals Are there any fantasy. from the MMO in there? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Is my character from the MMO in there? Uh, maybe. I don't know. He might be a boss. <gasps> I gotta play Kingdom Hearts 3, which was coming out this next, maybe one of these years. I don't know. Yeah, haven't they been saying that for like the past 10 years? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. And they've done like two different HD remakes of the other ones since yeah. then. Yeah, well, I'm currently playing the HD remake that came out like two weeks ago. Yeah, I've, I've heard about it. <laughs> awesome. I have a lot of friends who are into the franchise and I don't, I've never played a game. Yeah. It's never, very... I've never played a video game. That's my You've dark never secret. never played a video game? Yeah, I've... Shit. I look at Mario and I'm like, no, that is the tool of Satan. Well, to be fair, he's all red, so... And he's not human, so... You take that back. <laughs> no, did you see the... the I'm, I'm familiar with New Donk City, but that doesn't mean Mario isn't human. No, but haven't you seen the uh, the new Mario trailer for Yeah, that's Odyssey? what I'm talking about. Yeah, so New Donk City. Is it called New Donk City? That's what the level's called. Oh, my God. New Donk City. Yeah, like Donkey Kong. Yeah, but New Donk. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, I'm not a fan. Let's call it New York. No. Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, pierce through a keyhole. Yeah. Of light. And I don't know why there's so much light coming through it, because on the other side of that keyhole is a, is a dude just looking through the other way. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, he looks and it looks the fuck back. It's just the, other, just the eye. And the eye rolls up into its head in that creepy way things do in Japanese horror. <laughs> and he shoots his super, super, hard, super sharp tongue with great precision through the keyhole. <gasps> and it pierces... Polnareff's tongue. That means they technically made out. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no. Well, talking about a French kiss. <laughs> How long have you been waiting for this moment? French? How long have you been waiting to make that joke? 30 seconds. <laughs> no, I refuse to believe. I reckon you saw that and went, huh, French. they made, oh my god, French kiss. Okay, I have to wait the next like 20 minutes. Ronick, you have so little faith in my comedic abilities. Well, I mean, you know... It's a damn good joke. It feels like it was well prepared and well written beforehand. Nope. Shit. You should be a comedian. Don't butter me up, Nick. <laughs> I don't get you any credit. Oh, okay, fine. Fine. I'll just... I'll sit here. Justice is in the room, as it's, always. It's foggy. And... <laughs> turning the... Making a fine hole in Polnareff's tongue. <laughs> I'm sorry. How, what's that sound again? <laughs> oh, that's like... um. That's, it's canonical. That's a shade away from being a really bad uh, Donald Duck impression. I can't do a Donald Duck. Can you do a Donald Duck? Uh, I'm not even going to try because I know I can't do it. <laughs> okay, Satan. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, he's being flung around by his tongue now, which would be very painful. Oh my, yes. And smash against the door. Just like open the door. I'll just crush your head. Think the tongue will get ripped out first, but whatever. Well, you'd be surprised. I mean, the head is quite a fragile object. That's true. Yeah, and Polnareff is, you know, not exactly headstrong. Ha ha ha, ba da Yeah. Uh, no! Yep, that was, uh... <laughs> yeah. 
Heyo, he's flung out into the hallway, he's flung up against the ceiling a couple of times, and then she's like, okay, Polnareff, now clean the toilet. And Polnareff is like, um, excuse me? She what? starts flailing her tongue around and we like, lick it like this. Uh, uh, why am I getting closer she's to the toilet? Like Kakuin eating so many cherries. <laughs> yeah, hey, I'm just getting closer and closer to this toilet. Can we not get closer to the toilet? My tongue is getting dangerously close to the toilet. He's, he's crying. He's literally crying yeah. in the most relatable terms. For good reason, yet. I think. Oh, yeah. No one wants to lick a toilet. Especially not a filth toilet. And Polnareff's luck with toilets has been poor. The toilet curse. It's... Ki- I tell you, it's killing Ebony Devil in that restroom. It's, it's just... Wait, Ebony Devil? Remember he was he died in that toilet stall and the cleaner found him? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he doesn't have to lick that one, no. thankfully. He does have to lick this one, though. He has to. He, has, he literally has to. He's, He's like, help... Meanwhile, Jojo kicks down the door into that side room that things were happening in before. And he just looks around, as Jojo does. Hmm. Hmm. I'm thinking. Everyone can tell what I'm thinking because I'm so transparent. (laughs) Hmm. Love me some transparency. So there's Enya. Hey, I'm an old lady. I'm innocent. What do you need? Hey, have you seen seen Polnareff? Yeah, I'm looking for Polnareff. He's my friend. I like. He's he's like this tall. Maybe you've seen him. (laughs) I like him. He's got tall hair. Seems cool. <laughs> and uh, he's like, and I did knock. Maybe you were busy, old lady. <gasps> and we cut to the halftime break with a diagonal cut across the screen. And one of them's in re- lit up in red and the other's lit up in blue because they're opposing each other. Ooh. It's re- going to be a real battle of wits in this second half. Just you wait. All right, old lady. What do you think? I don't know, school chum. Before we get to that, though, I have the uh, Jojonium note for Enya. Oh, my God. As usual, it's quite long. Uh, so feel free to interrupt. Okay. Who taught Dio about stands? That's the question I came up with with Enya. I drew stand names from tarot card names and I had this vague image of a witch-esque fortune teller in that in mind. So I guess in that regard, she's kind of like sort of... The knowledgeable old lady? The sort of opposite number to Avdol on Dio's side of things, I guess. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's another Egyptian fortune teller. Uh, he's good, <laughs> he's, he's young, he's righteous, she's old, she's withered, she's evil. They both have sort of stands with non-tangible powers. I mean, Although, Abdul shoots out fire. Fire and fog. Yeah. Although, obviously, for for being sufficiently vulnerable to be protagonist reasons, uh, Magician's Red can be hurt by things, unlike Justice. Yes. <laughs> and if I was make, to make that character an enemy, then I wanted her to be a scary old woman. Horror movies, which I consider my teachers and textbooks, coincidence. I like this. I like this guy. Always have scary old women in them. After all, just like how vampires appear in part one, Jojo was always deeply connected to horror movies, and this influence is especially apparent in the villains. Makes sense. We've been Makes sense, we've yeah. been cataloguing potential horror movie inspirations as we've gone. We've noticed this. Yep. Don't worry. It it has been noted. We're right there with you, Araki. It's all good. I'm pretty sure I've put all the standard elements of horror movies' scary old women into Enya. She waits to ambush them with a blade hidden in her hand, and despite how frail she looks, she can somehow run really fast. Laughs. They're running with all their might, yet when they look back, they see her standing right behind them. That's really scary. <laughs> oh no, an old woman's right behind me. Um, Stuart Wellington on the Flophouse often recommends a movie called The Granny, which is a horror movie about a granny that gets possessed by a demon and kills people. I mean, we need to watch this now. I'm not being on horror movies. No. Oh, come on. <laughs> and what, what other terrible old lady monsters are there? Uh, the Ring. That's not an old lady, that's a little girl. Yeah, but technically she's quite old. Isn't she? Yeah, but she's a ghost. Yeah, well, that makes her pretty old. She's an old lady. <laughs> I think it's the same thing, Nick. Oh, right. Uh, I'm trying to think of, like, other things. Mm. 
Ooh. Oh, there's a whole legacy of witches and stuff. Yeah. What's that Stephen King one with the lady who traps the guy? And it's all like, we're going to have fun. You oh, Misery? Yeah. That one. She's... I don't know if she was old, but... Yeah, she's old enough. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've got a whole bunch of witches. You've got uh, Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga? Yeah, the witch who lives in a uh, uh, an ambulatory house with giant chicken legs. What? The house walks around on giant chicken legs. What? I have missed an entire thing here. Uh, Strigonona, who I think is an Italian witch who does something with spaghetti. <laughs> naturally, naturally. Your whole, your grim stable of witches, your, um... Your, your wicked witches. Your lives in the forest and... Eats In children. a candy house. Yep. Witch. The Hansel and Gretel. Yep. Was the evil queen in Snow White a witch? Uh, I think she was. The Wicked Witch of the West, the Wicked Witch of the East, the Good Witch of the North. Uh, was there a Good Witch of the South? Unclear. Oh, okay. All right. At least not in The Wizard of Oz. There is like a surprising pan- pantheon of Oz books, apparently. Is there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, it feels a bit difficult to make a solid canonical like world out of Wizard of Oz. Why? Well, the whole point of The Wizard of Oz is follow the yellow brick road and then sing some songs, meet a tin man, a lion, and a scarecrow. Hey, look, the real meaning was friendship. You had the power within you all along, Dorothy. Yep. Um, and then turns out it's all a dream. Oh, she, she didn't have the power within her all along. She stole the power from a corpse at the start of the movie all along. It, mm, she did. And this corpse's feet rolled up in a weird way. <laughs> you remember that? Where they were like... Yeah. yeah. I like the way they justified that in Wicked, actually. How'd they do it in Wicked? Well, because Wicked is obviously all about like the, the true story of... Uh, yeah. I like it. It's like the prequel. It's kind of a hacking premise. Yeah. Um, it's a prequel with making the villain sympathetic. Um... <laughs> It turns out in Wicked that um, that woman who gets crushed by the house mm-hmm. is not paraplegic per se, but her legs don't work. Right. Uh, so then she gives her magical ruby slippers to let her walk. Ah, and then she takes them. Right. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Ish, kind, kind of. of. Not really, but okay. It's a thing. How did she have feet in the first place? Magic. <laughs> Anywho. Where were we? The same is true for her stand, Justice. There are many horror movies that deal with an unknown virus that comes to attack the human race. Justice is based on that type of idea, in that it's a stand that spreads out through the town, which was expressed through its mist. Incidentally, I think that Frankenstein, the Wolfman, and the Mummy are the three most important designs from the horror world. Just look at the Mummy's wrappings. Why is he all wrapped up so meticulously? It's so charming, and I sense that type of romance when I see it. Her son, Jay Giles' stand, Hanged Man, is based on the mummy with a little merman essence mixed in. They're both straight out of the world of horror. Uh, okay. Yep. Like the clammy skin, maybe? Maybe. The, mer- the two right hands? Or two left hands? Yeah, because you know, if there's right. one thing I know about mer people is that they have two right hands. Well, yeah. They're not human. Of course they have two right hands. It's... What? Alright, Nick. <laughs> one day you're actually just going to be like, Alright, that's it. Drink the cyanide, come on. <laughs> Drink the serum. <laughs> Put on the stone mask. And now sleep forever. Looking back, I can remember that I really enjoyed drawing Enya precisely because she was filled with the horror elements that I love. But I'm not sure if she was a fitting enemy for a shonen manga. Making a shonen manga main character go up against an old woman is very risky. And I didn't feel like she would be popular among the readers. Laughs. Despite how much I personally liked drawing her, the essence of her character was all about drawing the horrors and strengths she possessed as not only a female, but an old woman. And there's no doubt she became a fitting player in the Jojo world, which centers around stand battles. And then he goes into, again, the thing he talked about in the Lisa Lisa note about how the great thing about stands is that you don't have to look like a physically strong opponent to be a threatening person. You can just fuck shit up. Yeah. Although with this one, Lisa Lisa was a bit more like, oh yeah, I can actually like fight, but 
Theoretically. Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, she can yeah. actually fight. And then when she comes against the ultimate being, it's like, whoops, I fell over. Whoops, I got tricked. Yeah. Uh, but with this, it's literally like, oh yeah, you can be anyone and fuck shit up. But also she's really fast and terrifying with her scissors. That is true. <laughs> Why did you give her justice, even though she's an enemy? I thought the gap between her character and her stand would be interesting. Like, this person is justice? I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like, immediately. So. Yeah. Anyway, back in the episode. Yep. Uh, Jojo is standing there. He's covered in menacing katakana. <laughs> As he's, he glares down at her. He'd heard his neck looking down there. Because he's quite tall and she's quite, sm- quite yeah. short. Yeah. This is my favourite part. Is that he is, like, towering above <laughs> yeah. her. More so than Polnareff was. And she's like, he's clever. Not like Polnareff. He knows the right questions to ask. The moment I act dumb, he'll think I'm suspicious. So, uh... So I'll tell him the truth. Yeah, that'll work. So where's, where's Polnareff? Oh, Polnareff, he's over there in the toilet. Oh, okay, I guess I'll go see him then. So he walks over to the side door and then goes, Oh, but one more question, Miss Murderer. Well, hang on, because first we cut away to Polnareff in the toilet being like, Oh no, Jodoro doesn't know about the power. Uh-huh. Go, go get help. So he's like, oh, okay. And as he's walking, she draws her scissors and runs and jumps at him. And then he turns around and is like, oh, one more thing. And then she flails and is like, I can't kill him yet. We oh, get no. slow falling as her, it looks like her scissors are going to impale her eyes. <laughs> but then after she falls, it turns out, but they just impaled the stone floor, you know, like they do. do. Yeah. yeah. They are the sharpest scissors known to man. <laughs> yeah. So he turns around and he's like, I forgot to ask. Maybe it's because I liked Columbo as a kid. But so when something bothers me, I can't sleep at night. Why did you call me Jotaro before? I never told you my name and no one ever said it in front of you. Ah. Know much about Columbo, Nick? I don't. Columbo is an old uh, detective show. Mm-hmm. They reference it a lot in the Flophouse, actually, which I made a reference to earlier. How old is the show? Um, was it? Probably came out in the 80s. 70s, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So Columbo um, was a police detective, a lieutenant. Ooh. And uh, he would often sort of butter up his suspects and be really nice to them and sort of play the play play the fool a bit okay and so they would be giving them the story and he'd be like oh yes that makes sense that makes sense <laughs> and then after they've said their piece he'd go okay yes that makes very much that makes a lot of sense thank you for your time and then he'd go just one more thing ah uh, i see leading question that makes you confess the murder <laughs> revealing all the contradictions in your story the one twist where it's just like but one more question why were you at the crime scene oh you got me basically <laughs> nice Classic 70s. <laughs> so Jojo's a big fan of Columbo. Which, I mean, that just makes him even better. Yeah. <laughs> so, hang on. So his favourite colour is transparent. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan of Columbo. And he's really, really bad at <laughs> expressing emotions. Yeah. So he just walks around solving crimes. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to make everything transparent. That's it. That's his whole thing. He just wants to make everything transparent. <laughs> oh, you wrote your name in the hotel register. Oh. And he's like, wait, this hotel register? And he pulls, pulls it out. out of his pocket. <laughs> he just pulls the hotel <laughs> register out. And he's like, do you mean this one? And she's like, oh, yeah, see, it's right there. Your name is <gasps> Cutero. I love how, obviously, he's been setting some sort of elaborate traps here. Yeah. But if that had never come to fruition, he would have just stolen the hotel <laughs> register. <laughs> he just would have walked out. It's like, why do you have a hotel register? Just in case. Oh, I like Columbo. Souvenir. I like Columbo. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so he wrote Cutero Cujo. He's got quite nice penmanship. I mean, he, it's, it's, it's alarmingly Elaborate good. script. It's like quite nice cursive writing. Yeah. It makes sense because he's a student, you know. Yeah, I guess so. He's good at school. Actually, he's not good at school. But, you know, he punches people at school. Yeah. Scares the teachers. 
Uh, but he has quite nice penmanship. His mum's probably a big fan of like having nice handwriting, you know? True. Yeah. If there was anyone who would love a good bit of nice handwriting, it would be Jojo's mum. Yeah. I suspected you from the moment you called me Joestar, so I told the others not to use my name. Ergo, you're a bad guy. Fuck it, I'll kill you as well. Alright, come here, Jojo. There's a cool menacing zoom onto Enya's face as she just drops her charade. Yeah. Is this the one with all the spit? No, this is just like her like being stationary and okay. dropping her facade. He's like, where's your stand? And she says, my stand's all around you, or whatever. And the door behind him bursts open with all the zombies who just dogpile him, and it's pretty cool. Uh, so they all try to fight him, and he just punches this all is, of This them. is pretty cool, the way you pointed this out. There's this huge melee going on where Star Platinum is moving around with its lightning speed, punching all these guys, throwing them around, and Jojo's just standing stock still in the middle of it. He's just like... <sighs> he's an island in the storm. hey <laughs> He throws a heap of them through the window, and he's like, that's the end of that chapter. <laughs> Except, oh no, he got stabbed in the leg by the baby's tongue. Ugh. So there's this fat, it ugly gross. baby. It's got hot, covered in fog holes, of course. Uh, and its tongue is one of those, like, what do you call it? Drills, proboscises. Proboscises. Proboscis. You've Proboscis. really never heard this word. I've never heard that word before. Butterflies have them. Uh, bees, flies. It's known as a stem. Mosquitoes. It's like a stem that comes out of their mouths. All right. With tongues. Yeah, so this proboscis stabs through his shin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Jojo immediately... One spot, one little spot, that's all it takes. At this point, Polareff and Hull Horse both crawl out of that hallway. Still don't know why Hull Horse is crawling around. I mean, you were just like, why is why are either of them crawling? Like, oh, there's... Yeah, I mean, I, maybe they're being dragged down by their by their holes. By their guilt. No. Uh... <laughs> and Polareff... He's trying to say something, but he's got a hole in his tongue, so he can't really talk. And Whole Horse pushes him out of the way and is like, Jodoro, it's me, Whole Horse. It's your buddy, pal. <laughs> Wait a minute, you're that guy, aren't you? Yeah, I killed Avdol. And he exposits about the single wound thingy. Hmm. And Jojo tries to punch Justice a bit, but it doesn't work because it's made of fog. Shit, how will he get out of this conundrum? Can you punch fog with your fist? Can you cut fog with your sword? Can you shoot fog with your gun? It's futile. Absolutely futile. You guys can't do anything. Yeah, dickweeds. Whole horse has given up. He talks about how justice is the ultimate stand and their little stands don't stand a chance. And she's like, yes, keep saying more things like that. <laughs> I like this. This oh, is good. We skipped over a funny moment earlier when she was toying with Polnareff, where she threw him around and then she says, says to the zombies, laugh. Oh, yeah. start laughing. <laughs> I quite like that bit, because yeah. it's like, oh yeah, so you actually just control them. Yeah. Okay. So he's got this hole in his leg, it's a bad scene, and they're all like, run Jotaro, get away before it takes hold proper. And, and then we get a very, he hold, very... He holds up his finger. And we get a very close-up shot of just, just his finger. Just the finger, it's all black, and then it fades into his face behind it, and his hat. And then... He's just like, good grief. There's no reason to run. Before that old hag takes another breath, I'll defeat that stand. And she's like, before I do what? Take another breath. I'll do that right. Uh, uh, uh. And she starts Stops. choking, turning purple. And then we cut over to... She, um, she ate a Willy Wonka full <laughs> meal gum oh. blueberry dessert thing. Oh, no. She's turning into a big old blueberry. No, you don't want that. That's, ooh. Cut over the Star Platinum. <laughs> and uh, I have many feelings about this. He's just sucking in all that fog like a cartoon character would inhale so much spaghetti. Or a really good swimmer would breathe. <laughs> all right. They need good lung capacity for sure. all that swimming that yep. they do. Yeah. A free diver. A free diver. <laughs> there you go. 
That's what Jotaro really, well, Star Platinum really wants in life. He's just sucking in that skeleton king through his mouth. In it goes. And Justice gets sucked in along with it. She can't breathe for some reason. I mean, this is what I want. to I guess know. it's just pressure. I would have thought, oh, well, it's because he's sucking in the fog that she's breathing or he's creating a vacuum I in that very I think it's just because, you know, arm to stands. Yeah. And it's an air-based stand, so sure, whatever. I mean, okay. Don't, don't, over, don't overthink it. Okay. She starts frothing at the mouth and passes out. And then uh, Jojo walks up to her. Well, now, it looks like her head is full of the fog she liked so much. She's like, I'm so angry, even though she's unconscious. She's actually frothing at the mouth with fog. That's pretty gross. Well, I mean, you know, she's effectively dead now. (laughs) Well, she's not. Oh, well, she's because they they kidnap her. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's right. They kidnap her. So anyway, she's still alive. Yep. Cut to the future. It's 2039. (laughs) Stands run amok. Only one man can overcome it. Jojo, aka Joseph Jotaro. The perfect hybrid of yeah. man and transparency. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Polnareff is asking Joseph if he can borrow the disinfectant. And it's like, oh, what, why do you need the disinfectant? What do you lick? Why does it matter what I've been licking? You ask stupid things. <clears throat> the toilet. <clears throat> what? What was that? What? What was that? Huh? And he, huh? Joseph turns to Kakuin and, and he's like, I actually already know, but I can't resist picking on him about this. And then Polnareff is all like, you guys are assholes. Yeah, forget it. Whatever. I'll just deal with my infected tongue. No, no, no. It's fine. I'll give you, I'll give you the, the damn medicine. You like the toilet. Ah, Joseph falls to his knees laughing and starts punching the floor. He seems so happy about this He doesn't well. do much in this episode, but he's got a good moment for the bit he's in. <laughs> so good. And Jojo's like, hey, everyone, come outside. Check out this sweet graveyard we're in. Oh, so the town was a graveyard. Yeah. Without all the fog. Turns out it's just a big graveyard. You noticed the graves last time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's a bit odd to be right next to a hotel. And now it's like, no, no, no. The whole town was a graveyard. You shits. Yeah. And we see some other ruined buildings, which I can only assume were the 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 restaurant and whatever. I mean, who knows what they were now? Yeah. Mausoleums. Ooh. There's another break. And after that, they're like, they've tied up Enya. And they're all, uh, we should take her with us. She knows everything about Dio, where he is, what other stand users he's working with, any weaknesses he might have. It's the perfect plan. Yeah. Let's let's just bring her along. We'll take her to the next town, project her thoughts onto the telly with uh, Hermit Purple, and, I don't know, leave her to die in a ditch. And then uh, they hear their car starting up. Yeah. Whole horses stealing their car. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Dio after all. See ya, provided you don't die first. But I'll give you a warning, you should kill her as soon as you can. As he's driving away, the car does like a little heel flip. Yeah. Um, you like, know, like when you're really happy and you jump in the air, a little click sideways. Click your heels. Click your heels together. That. The car does that. Yeah. Oh, horse, you scamp. So good. And we see close up on Anya's face and to be continued. <gasps> what could happen? Well, Ooh. we'll find out next time on Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Nick, let's talk about highlights and lowlights for this episode. Okay. Uh, highlights. I reckon Jojo actually just busting in there. That's pretty good. And just being like, hey, it's my time now. Hey, you guys ever watch Columbo? <laughs> <laughs> like, Polnareff has a bad fucking time, and then Jojo's like, hold the fuck up. Yeah. I'm here now. Let me just get some shit sorted, all right? It's good. It's a good time. I'm going to say for my highlight, I'm going to pick an action scene, which is specifically <laughs> Jojo clowning on all those um, possessed corpses. Because you don't often see in um, Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, like a confrontation with expendable cannon fodder. Mm. So it's nice to be able to see Joe, uh, Star Platinum just go to town on some 
You get a nice chunk scale. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, they're all zombies. Yeah, but I can just punch but them. But I'm first. amazing, so whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Low lights? Low lights. This is another one where it's just we need to pick, I think. <laughs> well, I have a pretty good low okay. light. Okay, okay. After you. Breathing in defeats the stand. <laughs> I like that. But like, uh, it's so like, yeah. Yeah. A bit out of nowhere? Well, not a bit out of nowhere, just a bit like, uh, but how does that work? Check out my stand's amazing lung capacity. Yeah, which is fine. He's basically like the greatest athlete on the planet. <laughs> but at the same time, how does that make her not breathe? Because it's exerting pressure on the entirety of the airbase stand, I guess? It's a fucking stretch. I don't know, I feel like they could have done something better. I mean, probably not, but you know. All right. That's my low light. My low light is, um, this is actually something I like, but it makes me uncomfortable to watch just because... Is it the leaking? No, it's the um, close-up of Enya falling and looking like she's going to pierce her eyes with the scissors. Eye trauma is one of those things that, like, that's what they're going for, obviously, so it's effective, but it still kind of creeps me out. You're just there like, please no, please no, please no, please no, please no. (laughs) Hey, Nick. Yeah? What do you think is going to happen next time? Uh, It's Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 3, entitled Status Crusaders. Uh Uh-huh. The episode, it's called uh, The Lovers. Do you have any thoughts on what might happen? The Lovers? Yeah. It's one of our tarots. Oh, yeah, tarots. That's right, they're a thing. Uh, the Lovers. Ugh. Okay, so they've got Enya. They've got Enya. They're going to a... Well, they, they left, need to get to a left town. this graveyard town. Yeah, they need to get to a town somehow. Yeah. Hmm. The Lovers. Okay, I reckon they're going to start walking along and there's going to be another town. Uh, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> yeah, that like shoots off from this town but isn't too far away. You know, like somewhere maybe where all these bodies might have come from. Yeah. The place where all the graves, you know, come from. That came out, right? Yep. That'll be the town they go to. And inside that town, Dio will have already sent off. No. I know. Enya will have... Oh, she would like do the secret signal for enemy stand users. Yeah. Like, I'm in duress. Yeah, exactly. And then the lovers. Any thoughts on what the lovers might be? Hmm. Who or what? Hmm. Well, I reckon there's going to be two and it's going to be a joint stand. That would make sense. And then in order to do it, it needs to be like the fusion dance. Okay, so like like that episode of Evangelion where they have to work in sync. Yeah. Either that or the stand is just another person and then their stand is the same person that had their stand. What? So like person A, their stand is person B and person B, their stand is person A. So it's just two stands that are freestanding? Yeah, kind of. Freestanding stands. All right. So it'll be weird because, like, they would need to figure out, oh, but how do we, like, defeat one if the other one just bolsters the other one again? And then if we defeat that one... So Symbiosis. Like, yes, yeah, so they have they to They each give each other their midichlorians. Whole horse is really like the general grievous of Joker's Bizarre Adventure. <laughs> he just shows up they're, and then... They're both all flash and guile, but when it comes down to it, they can't stand up to our heroes. It's true. Enough prequel memes, man. <laughs> um, mean, this is, this is good lit crit. Anyway, um, so yeah, they'd have to, like, beat them at the same time. Okay. Or something like that. Where it's like, they're both together. Either that or maybe, like... <gasps> what? Oh my god. Oh my god. What if it's that girl? That whole horse just... Di- oh, wait, no. We already had her. Oh, Nick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <gasps> what if it's Anne? I mean, she's never coming back, is she? What if it's a lady of some description that we've seen before somewhere? Jojo's mum, of course. Oh my god, that's it. That's the stand. They, they kill her just... and that's the end of it. Because like, oh, well, we don't need to save her because she's evil. Well, I mean, maybe her husk remains. Anyway, it's probably going to be something to do with either taking over someone, which has already been done twice now, mm-hmm. two people coming together as one stand, or uh, one person that is a stand that controls the other person that is Symbiosis. a stand. Symbiosis. Yes. So one of those three situations is going to happen. Okay. In a town nearby. Good to know. Whew. Nailed it. All right. 
That about does it for us this week on JoJo's World. Why don't you take this opportunity to uh, tell a friend about our podcast? We like to grow the show, and the only way we can do that is through you. Ooh, that's empowering. Yeah, yeah. you guys will help us create JoJo's World. Nice, nice. Is, is that the tagline now? Sure. You guys help make JoJo's World. You come here record make for us. Make the JoJo's World a better place. <laughs> oh no. No, we can't do that. After watching Silicon Valley, where everyone was like, we're making the world a better place through easy and intuitive tax return design. <laughs> hey Nick. Yeah? Until next time. To, to be, be continued. continued.